Greetings, this is Bob Ponderelli, co-host with Mike Sherrick of Into the Gap Radio, which airs Saturday afternoons at 1 o'clock Central on 1590 AM and 95.9 FM Chicago. This is the podcast version of our show where you'll get highlights of our most recent episode. We also do an Into the Gap unfiltered podcast, and I'll have more details about that later in the episode. Okay, let's get started. Here's my co-host, Mike Sherrick. This is Into the Gap. I'm with my partner, Bob Ponderelli. We've got a studio full of folks. We've got uh, Mayor Robert Lavero from Berwyn here and his beautiful wife, Gail. Welcome, guys. Thank you. And their friend and my friend, Richard uh, Leja. Hey, dude. How you doing? Good. How are you? That's, that's about all Richard will say today. <laughs> Richard's a man of small words. So what we're going to do today, today's really going to be a cool day because we're really going to celebrate Berwyn and talking about really what makes Berwyn unique. For you, those of you out there that don't know, and we got a lot of people that uh, listen in from all over the country, all over the world, actually. We've got a guy from... I know there's people from Africa and Europe that listen in. There's a big contingent in the UK. So there's about 40,000 people that listen right now. Not everyone's in Berwyn, you know. <laughs> but uh, so we're going we're gonna to really talk about what makes Berwyn unique and kind of the journey of it because there's a lot of talking about diversity and inclusion. And Berwyn, I, it's my belief that they actually do it really the right way and it really works for everyone. And it's an, it's an amazing place. So we're going to get into that. But before we do that, i got to turn over to my partner, because we're gonna, we start every show with the documentation of existing conditions, and he's got something wacky today. I'm not sure exactly what it is. N- nothing wacky, but just, you know, the first one's kind of poignant, really. And um, first of all, I just want to acknowledge it's great having uh, guests in the studio because the energy is way different. When just Mike and I, we're just looking at each other, talking and, you know. Ordering kinda, pizza, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's great to have everybody. Yeah. So he- here's a quick story. This is, this is called uh, Chelm Justice. So what was it? Quick, quick story. It's called, it's about the town of Chelm, wherever Chelm. that is. Yeah. I don't know where this is. A great calamity befell the town of Chelm one day. The town cobbler murdered one of his customers. <laughs> so he was brought before the judge who sentenced him to die by hanging. When the verdict was read, a townsman arose and cried out, if your honor pleases, you have sentenced to death the town cobbler. He's the only one we've got. If you hang him, who will mend our shoes? Who, who, cried all the people of Chelm with one voice. The judge nodded in agreement and reconsidered his verdict. Good people of Chelm, he said, what you say is true. Since we have only one cobbler, it would be a great wrong against the community to let him die. As there are two roofers in the town, let one of them be hanged instead. (laughs) (laughs) This is like why I'm not a politician. Okay, that's it. I thought that yeah, that's, usually I'll. That's you know, beautiful. Isn't that a great story? <laughs> I just beautiful. love that. Yeah. So, you know, the story of the week for me has so much to do with what Mike and I are creating on the show. So here's a story. It's from the Campaign for Free Speech. Mm-hmm. Of all the rights guaranteed to us by the Constitution, the First Amendment is arguably the most important. And despite the fact that we in the country are built on a glorious descent. A poll taken by the Campaign for Free Speech found that more than 51% of Americans are ready to give up the rights guaranteed by that amendment, deeming it outdated, meaning they took a very reliable poll and they found out that 51% of the U.S. population actually thinks that the First Amendment is, like, not effective. That's really frightening. That's like, did you, like, we're going to live in a rollerball, dude. I, you know, well, John Houseman's going to be like in charge of everything. It, it's you know? very disturbing article, and I don't want to go too deeply into it without just some just some some percentages here. According to this, eighty percent don't know what the First Amendment really protects. 
and the, there's the First Amendment is written in here, which is Congress shall make no, no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting free, free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. And so some of the tidbits in here are just like really kind of scary, which is like, uh, let me see here. 57% of those surveyed wanted to see the government crack down on newspapers and TV stations that published biased, inflammatory, or false content. 54% wanted journalists punished with a finer ticket, while 46% felt they should face jail time. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So you Remember the thing I told you about, the guy Rob Drake, the baseball umpire? Uh, yes. Did you hear about this? Yes. Yeah, Rob Drake, he he goes, if the impeachment goes and they take Trump out of office, I'm going to get an AR-15 because there's going to be a civil war. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a dumb thing to he say. He tweeted it, yeah. Yeah, he tweeted it. It's a dumb right. thing to say. He's got 20,000 vo- followers, right? And so it gets out there and now it goes viral. Yeah, and, and, and I want to just add that the context that another context that Mike and I operate from here is that most of everything that we see happening in our culture right now is largely a result of how easy we have it. We have everything yeah. easy. We've got drive throughs We've got levels of comfort that the poorest person in the United States, and this is not just, you know, whatever, is actually a, a truism about our culture, which is some of the poorest people in the United States would be considered very wealthy in other countries yeah. by comparison. So we have this great degree of comfort and convenience about our life, and I yeah. think that it has people, you know, kind of just leave behind critical thinking somehow in yeah. some way. That's yeah. my, my own – what do you, what kind of questions do you have about this? No, what I was going to say is this guy tweets out something that's dumb, yeah. right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's clearly dumb. Right. And it's inarguable it's dumb, but the right. reaction is such that this guy should be arrested, hung, lose his job, yeah. all this stuff. I'm like, right. no, he's just dumb. Right. You know? Like, when right. did dumb become a sin? It, it, Common it, sense is lost, so – the problem is, is dumb is is now a sin because nobody has common sense as to what's being said or not being said. Yeah, right. It's amazing. How do you deal with this? With this this push to actually, where people get so upset about someone exercising the right of free speech, like actually, like it seems like now it's it's a problem to have an opposing viewpoint. Well, and it, it hits me like every day because uh, I would think I'll have people surrounding me mm-hmm. that get mad when somebody says something derogatory about me. Yeah. And I have to tell them, look, that's that's the right to say that. I don't get upset about it. It doesn't bother me. Actually, yeah. some people around me get more upset because I don't get upset. Yeah. But that's what people have to say, and you just have to rise above it and say, <laughs> say what you want to say. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. So. And, and, and Gail's pointing to herself, going, you know, she gets upset. <laughs> yeah. by but but you know, you love the guy and you live with him, and it's you know, he's your guy, and of course, it gets personal there. But you know, like stepping in, like you've been married for what, twelve years, eleven years? This is my tenth year. Tenth year. So being the mayor, you're like at the point of the spear, you know? And, you know, I haven't been a mayor, but I've run some organizations. And whenever you're the front guy, guess what? You're an easy target. Sure. You know? And there's always going to be somebody out there who thinks they know better than you with one one millionth of the information, but they know better because they're omnipotent or something. But that's part of the deal of leadership. I think that's the thing that when we start telling people and training people about leadership and we really start talking about leadership mm-hmm. and that's kind of what this is about that we're doing here yep. is that when you're a leader you accept full responsibility and when you accept full responsibility part of that is you're going to get blowback yes and to lead you have to be going through opposition you've got to be going through resistance or it's not leading I, you know it's it, it's not just with my 10 years as mayor either sure 
Uh, you know, You're especially with social media nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Social media, people have been taking pot shots at me for the last 20 years. But to me, the way I view it, mm-hmm. it's like a spitball at a battleship. Right. You know, and I'm not that conceited or arrogant to think I'm right. a battleship. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is it's going to come. So let it come. Yeah. As long as you rise above it and don't <laughs> don't get involved in it, yeah. um, then it, it falls by the wayside eventually. It's like playing sports. I mean, you played sports. You still yes. do, right? Yes. So you go and you're playing somebody. And they're the, they're the resistance, the opposition, and you do something good, and they talk smack about you. It's talk. So what? It's just error. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Like, and, and I think that's one of the things. You know, we're going to get into it in the, in the second and third segment about the beauty of Berwin, but I think it's that resilience, that ability like, to separate real threat from, like, noise, you know? You, you do. You have to understand that uh, people have the right to say what they want to say. Yeah. The question is, is where are they going with it? Yeah. And how does it affect you? And, and there might be some truth to what they're saying, mm-hmm. too, which you, leads you to, you know, think about yourself. Do I need to change something? Yeah. So you never know. Yeah. Yeah. And not everyone's going to be happy. No. You know? A lot of times it's good criticism. Yeah. Yeah. So what else you got for us, partner? Uh, I actually... This is it. I'm, I, I really wanted to just uh, stay focused on the importance, given that you're the mayor of yeah. Berwyn, that people need to be able to have that conversation that is uncomfortable. Yeah. And what you're just describing is basically a conversation that's uncomfortable to hear sometimes. Correct. You know, yeah. and I've given many uh, presentations before the boards of trustees and been around some, you know, torch welding, you know, Hang up, you know, conversations. Yeah. And it's all about, you know, your your leadership role is has to be one first of resiliency. In other words, you gotta be able to take the hit. Yes. And take the punches as Mike has uh pushed me on many times. You have to do it with an open mind and open ears too. Right. Because there there could be some truth to it that you need to maybe readjust or think about. So yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, that, and, awesome. and to really have a culture or cultivate or, in other words, support a culture where people are actually having an experience of being comfortable engaging with somebody else in something that may not be comfortable to talk about. And one of the issues that Mike and I observe here, you know, every week, it seems to get kind of scarier and scarier as far as free speech goes right. <clears throat> and our ability to basically speak our mind. And then obviously we have to be accountable for what we say. Hey, that's 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 without saying. I, uh, well, on the other side of free speech, though, yeah, like when someone's giving you pushback, right? That's part of it too. So, right, it, it's like not rolling over when someone's like like ragging on you. You right. know, it's like okay, listen to them, and then you know, right? Like I get it all the time because we put this stuff on on Facebook, and there's like a handful of people that are always coming after me, hammer and tong, and I'm just like, okay, thanks, but yeah. I'm not aligned. So anyway, welcome. Really, I want to say you. thank you so much for being here, and thanks for bringing your lovely bride, Gail, here. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, and we got Richard. So I, I'm curious. You've been the mayor for like 10 years, right? Correct. And your term will go in for another two years. Till 21. Correct. Yeah. And so you've been you're going to be doing it 12 years, and then you may go on further, right? Or try I to. plan on it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really curious. There's this distinction in leadership called being given, being in action by something greater than you, right? It's like a purpose or a vision or something like that. And I'm curious, what's yours? Well, my my main reason, first of all. Politics was never my bag. I, I never wanted to be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, little by little, I was drafted or fell into it. And and now I view it as my my goal is to try and make Berwyn the best Berwyn it could be. Yeah. I've lived in Berwyn for over 58 years. Mm-hmm. I saw things changing in Berwyn 
Yeah. I didn't like the way it was going, and I thought maybe I could do better. Yeah. And enough people had confidence in me to put me in office. So my goal is to, is to try to get it to a level mm-hmm. so that whoever's coming after me can easily pick up the slack and just keep on moving. Oh, that's awesome. I'm not going to fix everything, but I'm, I'm, we do what we can. Bob, that's the leaving a legacy thing that we're talking about. Um, that's awesome. So when we, uh, this is distracting with the, would you make that work, please? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> some, we have a caller. Oh, we got a caller. Oh, we'll tell yeah. them to hold on and we, we'll bring them We have on. a caller on hold? No. No? Okay. okay. I, just, I just got a text from somebody. All right, good. Um, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> getting back to, um, oh, that's why I wanted to have you on is, you know, I, I grew up in Berwyn. I'm the same age as you. We grew up mm-hmm. at the same time. And Berwyn is a, just a remarkable place. And I didn't realize how remarkable it was until, and that's why I wrote the book, until I had left and come back. And I right. left and I'd gone all over the country, traveled all over the world, and came back and going, wow, this place is pretty weird. And at least for me, I can't speak for everyone else, I didn't honor it and respect it as much. It, it, like, I didn't treat it that it made as big a difference as it did. Mm-hmm. You know, it really made a difference to me. And it really kind of set the tone and the way I see the world is through the experience of growing up in Berwyn, and thus the book. And so many of my friends, almost everybody left because yes. there was this time maybe 25, 30 years ago when Berwyn, I'm not sure which way it was going to go. You know, it wasn't going the way it is now. And, I, I'm, and in the process, what I've really moved by is that Berwyn is now this incredibly diverse, you know, incredibly inclusive city and it has the same values and the same way of operating and some of the same quirks and weirdnesses right (laughs) that it had back when i was there and i'm like how did you do that it's not something that i did it's it's the nature of berwin it's um Mm. the type of community that it is is it's it's always been a middle-class hard-working community yeah always and it's always been very strong on family values yeah um, and the people that flock to the town are trying to get to a better life for their children mm-hmm. and their grandchildren. Yeah. And they, so they have the same goals in mind mm-hmm. and the same goals is just to try and make a better life. Yeah. Um, and in order for that to happen, you have to get along. Yeah. And I've seen that very little that happens in our community evolves around any type of ethnic disparity mm-hmm. or racial disparity. I mean, it's, I was raised mm-hmm. that you don't criticize somebody or yeah. until you know the person themselves. Yeah. And that's what I see coming to Berwyn. Yeah. So I think it's fantastic. No, I think it's, a, it's amazing. And it's, and the LBGT community is yep. just exploding and it, and it has a tremendous amount of influence in the, organ, you know, in the city. Yes. And, uh, it, it's just, it's, it's remarkable to see. And it's, it, it's done. So at least for me, I'm, I'm probably a little right of center, I think is how we're identified a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. I would say so. So I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not Rush Limbaugh, but I'm not, you know, I'm not Rachel Maddow either, you know? Um, (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, so it's, it, I'm always uh, curious and skeptical of mandates and rules that force those types of things. And it was none of that. This just came about organically. Yeah. And, 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 um, I mean, we've done certain things to try and help that. For Mm -hmm. example, becoming a welcoming city. Mm -hmm. Uh, We bought into the county's minimum wage. Yeah. Um, you know, little things like that. As a board member, the why I want to have the conversation. I, with I you know. I, I had that conversation <laughs> with the executive director in the very beginning. So, um, but now we have a state mandate that's I coming know, up I anyway. Know, so I know. 
Um, but but the important thing is is that you have to recognize what everybody's there for. Yeah. And, and this is what people wanted. I'm I'm not exactly left left either. I'm I'm a little left to center. I'm more of a moderate. Yeah. But the fact is is you have to grow with whoever's there. Yeah. You have to grow with the ideas. And that's one thing I've I've been okay with is listening to what people have to say and trying to adjust accordingly. You know, what, or convince you, them my way, either way. Yeah, exactly. Right. What you just pointed to is the thing Bob and I have talked about all the time. I don't think it matters what where people stand. I think it matters that you listen to one another. Yes. Right? And that you actually are open to communicating. I think that's the thing that's been missing. You know? Absolutely. I mean, we, you know, people have opinions on where we're at. I, I, I'm probably harder to pin down than him, but because I'm wobblier, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I'm always open to listening to where someone's at, regardless of how ridiculous I may think it is in the beginning, and open to hearing what's going on. So I, it really, it's cool to hear that you say that. As mayor, what, what do you, what's been like the, your biggest success and the thing you're most proud of since you started being mayor? Uh, there's actually quite a few items. One of them is um, I saw financially we were having a major, major problem, especially when oh. it came to the pensions yeah. for our police and fire. Uh, we put a plan into action about eight years ago that's addressing that. Um, I was very disappointed. When I grew up on the north end of Berwyn, we, mm-hmm. all I had to do was go to Cermak Road to buy anything you wanted. Yeah. Uh, obviously, a lot of that went away. Yeah. The mom and pop shops aren't as prevalent anymore, although mm-hmm. there's still a lot of them. Yeah. So we were able to build up economically uh, yeah. a, a lot of the retail there you know, in the Cermak Plaza and on Cermak Road and throughout Berwyn. Were you involved in creating the Berwyn Development Corp? Was that uh, no, the Berwyn Development Corp existed before I got to okay. office, okay. Um, but now it's transitioned into a lot more active yeah. uh, development corp it, than it ever was. It's before. an awesome organization. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have a question about that, yes. which is how do you deal with how important? In other words, most people really appreciate mom and pop stores, and then mom and pop stores go away, and financing for mom and pop stores tends to go away. Is, uh, does does Berwyn have a way of trying to? keep people there or encourage mom and pops or how do you deal with the forces of the greater economic forces that can plow a community? You guys didn't seem to suffer from that as much. Well, obviously through the years, mama, a lot of mom and pop stores have left. Yeah. Um, the, the call for the mom and pop stores stores isn't there as much because of the chain stores and the, and the mm-hmm. big super mega malls and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. However, when you find a, a business that the community is looking for, mm-hmm. the mom and pops thrive. Mm-hmm. So through the Berwyn Development Corporation, we have certain programs to help not only the chain stores that mm-hmm. are coming into town, mm-hmm. but also the mom and pop stores to preserve what they have. Mm-hmm. A lot of it requires investment on both ends. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we've, we've understood that and we've worked with that. Um, different things come about. The different different niches, mm. and I think uh, Berwyn's got a lot of that now, a lot. I grew up on the northwest side, like around Lawrence and Cumberland, and okay. the whole place was like, when I was a kid, it was like farmland. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't have, like Mike and I talk about this all the time, I didn't have like the neighborhood he had. Our neighborhood was literally under construction. Yeah. And when I look at places like Berwyn, I can see that the character that made the place is kind of still there, and I think that's why you're attracting younger people that are moving in to raise families there. And that, you know, may work in the city, but they want to live in an authentic, real neighborhood. And uh, that's... Our housing stock is probably one of the best in the Western Cook. Uh, mm-hmm. It's fantastic. The bungalows, the, the bungalows, bungalow stock. Oh, unbelievable. Oh, man. Man. 
First Some thing, of the best around, when, really. When my wife and I got married, I said, you know, I, I have to live in Berwyn. I'm an elector. At the time, I was a city prosecutor, and then I became an alderman. Mm. And she says, I love the bungalows in Berwyn. That right. was it. We were set. <laughs> yeah. We found the one we liked, and, nice. and we took it. Yep. Uh, but the housing stock is fantastic. It's it's well priced. Yeah. The taxes are decent, mm-hmm. um, so we can attract for Cook County. For Cook County, correct. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. Come on, we can attract people <laughs> from those communities uh, like Chicago mm-hmm. that yeah. want to get a little more uh, of a less hectic style, but still right. be close enough. Right. Um, it, we've got a lot of people that move in from the neighboring communities that yeah. can't afford the taxes or housing there, and they've come to Berwyn, mm-hmm. so, and that's what kind of led into that melting pot. That's yeah. what really kind of did it. Mm. Yeah. I got one question. We got about two minutes left to go for, for till we get the next break. But what is it that you really love about Berwyn and love about being mayor? Oh, boy. Other than a... you, I'm sure you get awesome parking spots. No. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. I, I, you know, I've just, I've grown up here. Yeah. And, and to me, everybody says, well, let's be like that town. Let's be like that town. And to me, it's always, no, I just want to be Berwyn. Yeah, that's awesome. And Berwyn just has its own little quality. It that does, man. It's hard to explain, but it, it's just there. That, that You know, Bob, what, what you said is, you know, like I said, Thursday night, I was sitting around with my buddies and we're, you know, I grew up in Berwyn. It was, it was we just, like, if everybody just did two years in Berwyn, like, a lot of stuff would get worked yeah. out, you yeah. know? Two seasons at Genora Park playing softball. Stuff will get worked out. Yep. You know? Is yep. Danko still umpiring? No, Danko's got <laughs> Danko's not umpiring. That would be awesome. That would get yeah. stuff worked out <laughs> real quickly. You know? But yeah, so cool. Yeah. Um is there any um any one event that brings to you? Every day when I'm able to help one of the residents oh, that's awesome. through something, yeah. that's what makes it happy for me. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's what makes it worthwhile for me. Yeah. All the aggravation and in, in, if I can help one resident per day overcome something that they can't do otherwise, I'm fine. I think that's the thing I find so amazing about you. You're accessible. All the time. Like I wrote the book. I didn't know you. You didn't know me. Who the hell's this guy? I wrote some book on Berwyn. What the hell? <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm in your office. So yeah. Bob Pontarelli here, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. We'll have more Into the Gap episode highlights after a short break. Into the Gap is on a quest for bringing self-knowledge right up against the glass of the great display window of life. We're also on a quest for advertisers to support this podcast, our weekly radio show, and our unfiltered podcast. If you'd like to get more information and inquire about rates, please contact me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. Greetings, this is Bob Pontarelli of Into the Gap, and we're really psyched to have the High PSI company sponsoring our show. High PSI was founded in 1976 and provides the industrial cleaning industry's finest pressure washers and cleaners. They also represent brands like Hotsey, Alcoda, and Aladdin, as well as single operator fleet wash systems. You can access their services and a very competent, dedicated staff through their website at highpsi.com, or just give them a call at 800-666-3900. This is Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our radio show, which airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where we power wash the dingleberries of negativity hiding out in all those deep blue ripples that too often slow us down and keep us down. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Our latest episodes are also available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and our website, intothegapmedia.com. Okay. 
Back to the show now. Here's Mike. Hey, we're back. This is Mike Sherrick with my partner, Bob Ponarelli, and we're graced in the, in the uh, studio here with Mayor Robert Lavero Berwin, his wife, Gail, and our, our friend, Richard uh, Lasia. Richard, how you doing, bud? Good. How are you? Is there anything you want to say or contribute or make any announcements or proclamations while you have the chance without throwing up? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess I will announce that I will be running for third ward alderman in Berwyn. Yay. Congratulations. That's awesome. <laughs> and I applaud you, Richard. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. And, and so I got, I got one question for you. How come? Well, some years back, I, I noticed that to me, it seemed there was an inequities in, in the third ward. And I wondered if it was just me. So I started going door to door and talking to everyone. And I found that it was real on steroids. Um, and people just wanted someone who cared, someone who was there, someone who would answer back. Um, so I started doing that for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been growing and growing, and I feel it is possibly time for me to step up and maybe take that position. That's fantastic, dude. That really is. That's oh, that's so you. fantastic. I happen to know Richard really well, and I uh, I count him as a dear friend and someone I have incredible respect for. And he's a, he's an incredible gentleman, father, husband, leader. So uh, congratulations, dude. Thank you. Berwin will be well served. And the last time we were together, we had that awesome pizza from... Yeah, from Benny's. 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 Yeah. Great pizza. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, really, like old school pizza. All right, that's going to lead us into the next part of the show. The, one of the things I got to talk to the mayor about. Okay. Right? okay. So, <laughs> dude, like, what's your favorite pizza place? And maybe you can't pick one, but what are the great pizza places? Actually, I, Benny's is my favorite. Yeah, mine too. Uh, Waldo Cooney's <laughs> is right there, too. I haven't had it. I heard good stuff about it, though. Very good. Very yeah. good tasting. Uh, Salerno's is still in it's the still going. town. It's still going. I actually had o- that last night. It's in Oak Park, though. Yeah, but uh, they're still, they have the Berwyn <laughs> flavor, so. Yeah, and they're right on 12th Street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was in St. Charles a couple of weeks ago. It was a Monday night, unfortunately, and I thought, let's go over to, you know, because they, they've had that place in yeah. St. Charles for, God, forever. And I went over there and it was closed on Monday night, so, yeah, I was a little bummed. But You know, I just got a text. We, we actually do have another sponsor that's coming on board. Who's that? And it's an Ag, the Agno Pure Company. Yeah, the Agno Pure, yeah. Yep. And is he, is uh, we're going to be hearing more about that soon. Well, yeah. kind of. But I want to acknowledge, I want to acknowledge Gus because Gus said something to me that as soon as you started speaking, Richard, I, he, he said, everybody needs somebody that they can trust and they can lean on and they can listen to them and they can support them and yeah. what they're up to. And, um, I really get being in a space here mm-hmm. that that's going on with you guys, yeah. Berwyn, what Mike brings to the table here, yeah, uh, what Mike always brings to the table, what Gus brings to the table, Gus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> and so I just want to say it's just great to be in a space and where people are stepping forward uh, uh, in ways that they – you know, it's not characteristic. You may not, you know, so you're called. And, you know, and, and it reminds me of what Mike said earlier about being given being by something greater than yourself. Yeah. You know, this is not about you. It's about what you're about to take on, which is awesome. Thank so, you. Yeah. Well, great. I think that's one of the cool things about Berwyn is a sense of community. And it's like when I was a kid, we never locked our doors. Right. You know, like ever. And, you know, if you needed something... Like from next door, you would just go in and get it and take care of whatever you need, and then you come out. I'm not sure it's that way now. Yeah, I'm, you can't do that anywhere anymore. Yeah, I didn't think so. And like, I live in Naperville. I got to lock my truck in my driveway. Yeah. Why? Because I'll have some punk rifle through it while it's sitting in the drive in my driveway. Like, 
What's with Where that? Where you live now? Yeah, where I live now. <laughs> Our neighbors used to shut it for us. Yeah. Because the whole world's a different world. Yeah, it's different. Man. It's a whole different world. And you know what it is? I think there's that lack of relatedness that was so prevalent to Berwyn when you and I were there. Right. And I think it's there's still some of that. You know, there's still some of that, you know. That not like it was, but there's still this this willingness of wanting to get to know one another and want to connect. And, and I think that's what Richard brings. Is yeah, I think it's kind of funny because uh, we're now a transient society all yeah. over. But when you go through the doors of Berwyn, you'll meet so many people mm-hmm. that you didn't know still existed there, mm-hmm. but you've known them for years and years. Mm-hmm. And I know Richard's been in Berwyn for a long time. Yeah. And I don't I only got to meet Richard about three, four years ago. Yeah. But you could see where his heart's at. His yeah. heart is really just trying to help his neighbor. Right. And that's what it's all about. That's what yeah. we're here for. So, yeah. And, you know, Berwyn's, Berwyn's funny because it's everywhere. Yeah. You know Lucille, right? Yes, do you very know how, well. Do you know how she got my book? From a guy from Florida. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She comes up to me at Oktoberfest. This is like two Oktoberfests ago. Okay. And she comes up and she's bringing a beer. Like, and she gives me a beer. Like, I never met her. In a, I didn't know who she was. And she goes, yeah, you're Mike Sherrick. You wrote the book. I want to talk to you. Here's a beer. Let's talk. Right. And I said, and she goes, I got the book from my friend down in Tampa who saw it in a bookstore in Tampa. Oh, God. Is nice. that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's how it got. And, and that's You're kinda, nationwide, Mike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm bad and I'm nationwide. Yeah. But no, it just it just speaks to the thing that, that, that the mayor's talking about is how transit we've become yeah. and kind of how disconnected we are and this longing for and looking for belonging inside of that. Yes. You know? In spite of all the tools we have to stay connected. Yeah. We still have this, you know, inca- or and I don't want to call it an incapacity, but we there's something missing. Well, I think it's authenticity. Like all the tools we have, all the social media and stuff like that, we think we're connected. We're not connected. You know, you got 2,000 friends on f- Facebook. Do you know any of them? Like, really? You know, somebody asked me, you know, all these posts, you know, that, that right. I had. Did they go, do you know? Yeah, I know those guys. They're idiots. These guys are idiots. <laughs> these guys are idiots, too, but they're idiots differently. Well, but, yeah, I know all of them. So yeah. many of our conversations go towards this whole idea of comfort and convenience. We bring it up yeah. all the time yeah. because we, we're, our current perspective is that, you know, we, we have it so easy that we've forgotten the things. Well, in other words, people don't really get together unless they're struggling with something. Yeah. You know, like bonds occur during hardship. Bonds occur during times of challenge. And when was the last time the entire country has been challenged with anything besides, I don't know, maybe seeking more you know what I mean? I mean, I know these little stories are going yeah. on all over the place and they're the ones that happen in your town every day, but no one knows about those. They're like, they're, and so this community that we once had seems to be, have been, I don't know, in a certain sense, uh, almost like watered down a bit by the amount of data that we have to play around with every day. Well, there, there, right? there's a, a total loss of a sense of what community is. Yeah. Yes. And that's, I think what you're saying is, is, Nobody understands what a community is supposed to be or is. And I'm not saying that I have the definition. I'm just saying yeah. Irwin fits the bill. They're a community. That's yeah. that's right. what I'm seeing. So yeah. 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 Well, that leads to another question I have. What's been the biggest challenge for you in the mayor? Because I'm sure you got a ton of challenges day in day. Yeah. I mean, and one of the biggest challenges was, again, uh, getting over the financial hurdle. Yeah. Um, when we first came into office, it was very difficult. Uh, we, we were going through a recession. We were just... Yeah. Uh, 2009, I started, so that was at the end of oh that my God. Uh, recession. Yeah, wow, foreclosures yeah. were very heavy in Berwyn. Oh, wow, um, our pensions were were really going down the tubes. So I was trying to build that all back up. Um, in a way, it was fortunate for us because we did have 
so many foreclosures mm -hmm. that uh, houses were cheap. Uh, we had investors, rehabbers come in. They built and they built up that 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 value of that property yeah. uh, okay. to a point where my house, at least, is is now worth more than it was ten years ago yeah. or twenty years ago when we first bought it. So, yeah. um, it, can you imagine that you have to say that nowadays? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Because where we, you we, always we think grew up, it was like yeah, you always think real estate's going to go granted, up, and it really you know? went down at that point. So yeah, that was kind of kind of unfortunate but fortunate in that we had enough available land and good housing stock mm -hmm. for people to come in and make an investment in yeah. and that's what happened so what's the biggest thing you've learned either about yourself or about the community or about anything because this i mean think about it when you started you were probably still in your 40s right or early 50s well let's put i've been in this since this game since the early 80s okay 17 okay. years prosecutor nine oh years God. alderman uh and then 10 years as mayor yeah so um, the biggest thing I've learned about myself is yeah. is that um, instead of instead of immediately reacting, yeah, and and jumping, yeah, I'm able to think about stuff and, and analyze it first. Okay, uh, listen to all sides. Yeah, um, you know when I was going through college, it was no, 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 no. This is the way we got. It. Nowadays, I, I I sit back and I listen and hear everything first. Yeah. Yeah. And it probably has a lot to do with my wife here because yeah. she will hammer me if I don't listen. Yeah. Uh, but, but it, it's it, called course correction. Yes. <laughs> but it comes it comes with the territory. Right. If, if you don't hear all sides, how do you make a decision? Yeah. yeah. And that's always been my opinion. So Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of cool because it, it also it's like going through the different stages and now you're this wise guy. Well, not, not wise. Not wise. You gotta be careful. <laughs> gotta be careful using that phrase with a bunch not of Italian quite, guys. Not right? quite. That's not what I meant. You know, I'm talking about wisdom. All right. Well, cool. Um, so, getting back, getting back to the thing that I love most about Berlin, the food. So, what are some of the great restaurants in Berlin? Well, obviously, I love the Capri restaurant. It's a great Italian restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got a deli on Roosevelt Road called Rachel's Deli. Yeah, yeah. And it's got. Tremendous uh, yeah. Fagat's pizza. It's got uh, Italian sandwiches. It's got meatballs. It's yeah. got pot. It's got everything. Yeah. Oh yes, it's back. Uh, I Czech drove Plaza. By. It's open again. It's still fantastic. It's, Czech, I'm half Bohemian. Czech Plaza. Czech yeah, the Plaza. Oh, Czech Plaza. Cool. Dude, it's Ooh. it's the bomb. It oh. is Bohemian oh. soul food. Like dumplings and sauerkraut. Oh yeah, Ooh, and yeah. it's fantastic. Oh, I'm it's there. fantastic. I'm Oh, nice. Yeah. Laverne's. Yeah. Laverne's oh, is yeah. an eclectic type restaurant. Yeah, Laverne's very, very is really good. cool, yeah. you know? And it's it's kind of, it's like um, kind of foodie-ish, yeah. you know? Kind of edgy, yeah. There's still Connie's. Yeah. You can find anything you want to eat at Connie's. I <laughs> That's mean, right. I, I think we have a good, and, and obviously when it comes to the Mexican delicacy, yeah. there are so many good Mexican oh, yeah. restaurants. Yeah, tons of them. So tons many of them. And how about, you said Fitzgerald's getting sold, huh? Finally. Well, it looks like it's coming together, yeah. Okay, cool. Have you been to The Wire yet? I've been to The Wire, yes. I what, haven't been there yet. What is The Wire? It's a, it's another uh, concert venue, okay. rock and roll place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the gentlemen, uh, some of the gentlemen all perform with the uh, one Tribute group. Source. Uh, Tribute, Tribute to Source. Tribute to Source. Yeah. And they bought the, the old Union Hall there on Roosevelt Road. Oh, nice. And they yeah. outfitted it as, as a studio cool. and, 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 and uh, a music venture. So, nice. Yeah. 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 So that's cool. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. And I, I don't know why. You know, I live a long way away. And even though I got an office, no, I do. It's it's like it, it takes like forty five minutes to an hour to get there, and I'm busy. And but Mike, we tell everybody come back to Berwyn. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. It's there's some other things, but we'll talk about those later off the radio. 
Uh, yeah. So we'll be back in a couple minutes. If anybody wants to call in and uh, join in the conversation, our phone number is 877-711-5611. Is, Bob, is there anything you want to say before we take a break? You know, I, I was reflecting on, again, going back to Berwyn being one of those communities that is constantly creating and recreating its own culture and maintaining it somehow, which yeah. is very, very difficult in the yeah. time we live in right now. Yeah. So in many ways, it's like a small town. You're listening to Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our weekly radio show, which airs Saturdays at 1 o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM, Evanston, Chicago. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where leadership, lifelong learning, and critical thinking are leveraged in the service of freedom and liberty. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. The latest episodes of that podcast, and this one too, are available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and on our website, intothegapmedia.com. If you'd like to get in touch with questions, comments, or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, please email me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. Let's go back to the show now. Here's my partner, Mike Sherrick. Hey, we're back. It's Mike with my partner, Bob Ponerelli's Into the Gap, and we've got Mayor Lavero and his beautiful bride, Gail. And the recently announced candidate for the third word, third word aldermanic awesome. position, Richard Leja. How you doing, man? Good. good. You, you doing good? Yes. For those of you that don't know Richard, Richard is not a bombastic man in any way. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a. So yeah, what? I have a question. I have a question for everybody here. Just table this one. What subject in the realm of you being mayor, Bob, that you think? Doesn't get talked about. That needs to be. It needs to be talked about. Like, what are what? What do you see that needs to be fleshed out in public that doesn't get fleshed out in public enough? I I think that the the thing that people and a lot of people realize it, but in this advent of social media, mm-hmm. it, it's all critical. It's all mm-hmm. the world is falling apart. Right, uh, Chicken Little fell. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of the virtues of what's happening. Uh, in our town, especially with um, our, our different departments, mm-hmm. uh, our police department, our fire department, uh, in my opinion, two of the best in West Cook, if not all the state of Illinois, mm-hmm. um, our public works. I mean, we're a small contingent, and they're out there working in all types of weather. Uh, the employees at City Hall, I, I mean, it's, I don't think people recognize. They do, but they don't speak about it because right. everybody's always watching as, oh, where are we going to throw dirt first? And, right. and, and unfortunately, that takes precedence on all the social media. And I think that's what's wrong with social media. Um, we try to, on our website from the city and from uh, an organization that I have, we try to just show mm-hmm. the positives. Mm-hmm. There's no sense dwelling on the negatives. Let those people do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always those people that are firing from the outside. Right. Um, that's the unfortunate thing that I think. So what I'm hearing you say is that there is all these people every day out there you know, working their butts off, and they're super committed. They're really honest and good people, and they really don't get the acknowledgement that they really do deserve or could use, right? Yes. So, so that, you know, maybe our seeing that gives everyone a different picture of their own life, and, where what and, commitments they might have, too. And that's why when I'm at City Hall, I like to walk around and talk to everybody. It's yeah. not because I'm trying to find out what's going on because right. they're all good. They handle their jobs. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. You build a good team. Mm-hmm. You don't have to micromanage. 
And I just like to talk to them as friends because it, most of the people I've known growing up throughout the community or throughout the years of working. So. Yep. I'll send pizzas to public works. Oh, yeah. I get, the fire department's going to be mad at me, but yeah, public works, they get pizzas. If they don't need there. your pizzas, but Mario awesome. cooking. Oh, man. <laughs> they do such hard work. That's, you know, when I hear you say that, it's really interesting. I, I, I work as an executive coach, so I do a lot of these executive profiles and things like that. And, and there's this, are you familiar with the disc profile? The personality, it's, it's a per- personality profile. It looks at how you communicate. It looks at how you get things done. Okay. And, and Are you a talker? Are you a listener? Yeah, that type of thing. So on. It, and there's, the C is this kind of cautionary way of operating. So it's people who are, are very, like, you're a high C, so like somewhat skeptical, right? One of the things, and I just saw this, I was working with a company just a couple days ago, and their CFO is a, this high C, is like a 99C. Mm-hmm. And, and. I was listening to him give a report to the rest of the company and I, I talked to him and I'm like, Kev, listen, man, it's like, there's a lot of stuff, you know, that you see vision wise that mm-hmm. you don't share because you, you think everybody just wants to hear how you fix the bat. Right. And what it mm-hmm. is, it's, it's, it's people with the high C think that everything should be good and they're only going to get in, engaged and share what's not working. And in the absence hey, of, wait a minute, never mind. In the, abs- <laughs> in the absence of information, people will make stuff up. Right. So what, one of the things I see that, especially in a, in a culture, and I would say the culture of Berwyn is very kind of high C, high S. It's very stable, and it's somewhat skeptical, and it's kind of prove it to me a little bit, when, and once you're in, you're in, you know? And I think one of the things that could really be served is the thing you're, very, you're talking about here is really sharing authentically, not like blowing sunshine up someone's keister, you know? Like really sharing the stuff you're doing, and also sharing the challenges. Like, yeah. Listen, listen, we're up against this. This is a challenge for us. We don't have it worked out. I mean, we, we have all these rules in your yeah. contracts and in your yeah. handbook about discipline and sure. stuff. And yeah, sometimes you need to talk to somebody about something that they didn't quite handle, yeah. uh, especially when they're dealing with residents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they don't react properly. Yeah. yeah. But to do it in just strictly a disciplinary black and white method doesn't always work. Right. To me, I'd rather sit down and talk and say, look, this this is what I think you mm-hmm. should have said, maybe, yeah. and and how we should have handled it. Mm-hmm. And I think that gets more results, like better results. Yeah, because I think what it is, when you give it to people straight, you're really trusting that they're grown up and enough, enough adult enough, that they, they're going to work it out. Right. You know, you don't have to spoon feed everybody everything, you know, so you can actually trust them. And, and, I, and I think that's what, you know, that's really the opportunity and, you know, is actually creating an environment of trust. Well, you're, in the realm of coaching, you know, they say acknowledgement creates a future. Right. So yeah. if you're acknowledging someone for that's for something that's working, right, mm-hmm. for something that's already working, that's obviously much more. It tends to be much more empowering because where most people go when you tell them something's not working, they go back to like third grade when they didn't do something and they got, you know, put on, the you know, whatever they got sent yeah. to the principal's office. This is where we go as default settings as human beings, you know. And being Italian, I go to the dark side very easily. I'm I know. Just saying. <laughs> One of my favorite things is, is somebody will ask me a question and say, what, what should we do in this? And I'll say, well, there's the expert. Let's ask her or him what to do. Yeah. And yeah. that's my department head or whatever it may be right. because they need to be in – I don't know everything. Yeah. I, I need that help. So, But to, to rely on them – to carry that conversation in that specific situation, I think it, it works. Yeah. So. I mean, I mean, for me, for leadership, it's allowing pe- people want to contribute. People want mm-hmm. to contribute to what it is you're committed to. And it could be something simple, you know? Yeah. And it's our job in a certain sense to let, you know, allow them or give them that space to contribute. 
You know, that's what I mean. So I I got one more question, and it has to do with, you guys are Democrats, right? Yes. And we're in Cook County. Yes. That kind of says a lot right there, right? (laughs) (laughs) How do do you manage that whole thing? Well, I mean, my beliefs are are, are obviously Democrat. Sure. Um, I don't always agree. Okay. I don't always agree with necessarily what the party's doing, whether it be the county party, the state party, the, the national party. Yeah. Um, but, but what I agree on is to bring the person, especially in, with, with slate making or with sure. supporting candidates, mm-hmm. bring the person that has, uh, the closest, uh, affiliation with the beliefs that I believe most of Bear Berwin shares. Yeah. Um, as you recall quite a long time ago and probably still to this day, nationally Berwin was always Republican, mm-hmm. countywide, citywide. We were always Democrat. My grandma was involved. Yeah. 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 So you still have that moderate belief. And I think we're still a moderate leaning society in Berwyn, although it is leaning left, but you need to look at it all and see how it works. So it's a matter of compromising. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And I believe I always look at somebody who's running for office as what can they do to help Berwyn? Well, I think it's, it, it's a lot about what you said earlier, like listening to someone else, regardless of where it's coming from. So I think that's a big part of success. So I just want to acknowledge that uh, cell phones have now become a source for, like, instead of people calling in, they'll text me. Oh, okay. So one question I got was, what about what about what about pot? Any any? Oh yeah, what's that's your, a big thing. What's for the you policy guys. of Berwyn on open up a, open uh, up? Should a, we blaze now? A pot yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're having a, a, a really informative discussion at City Council, uh-huh. our, our yeah. committee, of the whole to get all the ins and the outs. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the belief, I think, and we've even heard this from some of our elder citizens in town, Uh is that, look, it's going to be legal anyways. It's going to be across the street. Why shouldn't we make some money off of it if we can? Right. Yeah. So it's going to be an enforcement issue, Mm -hmm. but I I think the the, the general thing is is that Berwyn's going to probably be in, but it's still being discussed on council. Nice. Hey. But, uh, Mayor, thanks so much, man. We've run out of time. It's been a joy to have no you. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. Real pleasure. Gail, thank you for being here. Richard, thanks. thanks. Thank this you. This has been great. I nice really appreciate y'all. you here. Robert, awesome. we'll be back next week, right? Yeah, I think absolutely. So. Well, we're out of here, God guys. willing. Thank you. This is God Into willing. the Gap. Bye. Please allow us to thank you for listening to this show, as we are only too aware that your support makes it possible. 